This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 232, BlizzCon, baby. All Things Azeroth is sponsored by Doghouse Systems, makers of great gaming PCs. Upgrade your gear today at doghousesystems.com and use the code BACON to get a $25 Jinx gift code. Today's podcast is also brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bacon. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You're listening to All Things Azeroth. Your World of Warcraft podcast. With your hosts, Midros and Shade. And welcome back to another thrilling and exciting episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I am your host, Medros, and with me I have, well, I have Shade back. How you doing, Shade? Hello, hello. I'm doing good. I have a room again. I have a room again. And a computer hooked up in the room and everything. So I'm totally excited about that. Yay. <laughs> Excellent to hear. Glad glad to have you back, and uh, I, I can assure you that I am not the only one who missed you. Everybody in the chat room missed you as well. Aw. Well, I missed everybody, too. I missed my computer. I was, like, without internet or a computer for, like, five days, which made me realize exactly how much I depend on the happy little machine. Probably too much. <laughs> More than is healthy. But, yeah. <laughs> At least you still had Twitter. I did, I did, and that was only because I have a cell phone with Twitter capability. <laughs> and I could still check my email on and off, kind of, sort of, via the cell phone, too, so that was pretty good. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so how has your week been? <laughs> Full of paint. <laughs> That's really all I have to say about that. I finished, like, I... I I wanted to repaint my bedroom, and I severely underestimated the time it would take to complete the project, because I was like, oh, well, you know, on those home decorating shows, they do it in like 24 hours, so three days, I can paint this room in three days. Yeah, it took it took more like five, six, somewhere in there, but it looks fabulous. Like, it ab- absolutely looks fabulous, but it took way longer and then you know on day like at the end of day four i i suddenly came at, like i saw the light and the light told me you idiot they can do it in 24 hours on the home decorating shows because they have a team of 20 people helping them <laughs> and i do not it might have been helpful to know this beforehand yeah, yeah, but no, my room looks fabulous. I'm very happy with it. All of the stencil work and everything that I did in here looks really cool. I have some vintage lighting hanging up, and it's it's classy. It is classy. And then as far as Warcraft goes, uh, I didn't really do a whole lot because I didn't have the computer hooked up. Um, I did... Uh, I still need to go do Love is in the Air. I have to do the... Uh, little crown chemical company people i gotta do that tonight because i didn't do that today yet 
and I did a little bit of raiding on Thursday, but Sunday there was, like, our raids were called off because of this big su superb owl, I think. It was a very superb owl. Yeah, no comment. I heard that some people that very much like cheese won the superb owl, so, yeah, I was very happy about that. Adam was like, uh, one of my coworkers, Adam Holisky, he, he asked on Twitter, he's like, so who won? I'm like, the guys that were wearing yellow. But they were both wearing yellow, so, you know. <laughs> I, I, can, I can assure you I was not listening, watching, nor did I particularly care about that particular sporting event. It's not really my thing. And up here in Canada, we don't even get the good commercials, so there's really no use in me watching it. The commercials were actually pretty good. There was a couple in there that were really hysterical. Um, the one I really liked, there was this House commercial for the TV show House. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's House the Grouchy Doctor. And it was this total riff off of this old Coke commercial where, like, the guy throws his jersey to the kid and the kid catches it and he's like, thanks! You know, only it's House talking to a kid and the kid's like... I forget what the kid said or something, but he turned around and he goes, thanks, kid. Here, take this. And he throws his cane at the kid and it's the kid in the head. And he's all like, ow! <laughs> it was brilliant. I loved it. Why you in our chat room is asking, would you say BlizzCon is the Super Bowl of WoW? I would definitely say yes. I don't know as I'd call it the Super Bowl of WoW. It's more like, uh, well, I guess you could call it that I guess I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of tournament playing and go that going on and things like that there. So if you do the tournament stuff, that's where you would go. The arena part, it is a fairly large convention center, and yeah, the main stage is huge. Like the amount of seating that they have in there is huge. It's really crazy. Perhaps we'll see that when when BlizzCon's announced. Um, but uh, as for my week, let's see. Uh, the Heroes of Lordaeron Guild hit level four. We are Yay. one level away from having the... We get a bit of cash every time our players loot or whatever. Cool. We haven't yet planned any events. Uh, we did get a, uh, a Stone Core run-in. We did fairly well. I was tanking. My, fr my first time tanking since Cataclysm hit. Awesome. I warned everybody who came in that this is my first time. I haven't tanked since Wrath. Please forgive me. We did pretty good. The groups were pretty good. Stormy healed me. Uh, we had a couple other guildies that were there doing DPS. And uh, we had a couple of deaths here and there. We didn't wipe wipe until the... Uh, we wiped on the rock guy. Uh, the oh, the big giant, giant guy? Yeah. We wiped on him because I didn't understand the strategies the I read. All... I, I thought I was supposed to run away when he upon did. my body and he's all creepy. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know what it sounds on, so I don't know, but... Um, I was I thought I was supposed to run away from him when he did um, Shatter, I believe it is. But apparently I'm not, because he ran after me when I did that and killed me, because I was running running away. So um, that yeah. was our first wipe. Um, next wipe, next time, I think I died once, was battle rezzed, and then we killed him without a problem. Uh, the last boss, though, I think we wiped seven or eight times before the group just gave up because it was too late. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the problem there was. Uh, I, I've gone over and, and tried to think of what the uh, the issue on that was. But What's I the just... last boss in Stonecore? Is that the chick 
with all the little follower dudes. Yeah. Yeah, Some, that one can yeah. be tough if, like... Because there's a lot going on in that fight. Like, a lot going on in that fight. We, we, have to, we, we have to avoid the gravity things, but we have to have draw her followers into the gravity things and then avoid yeah. the rocks. And she kept putting me up in the air and... <laughs> People weren't getting, weren't interrupting, uh, you know, weren't interrupting enough, and it was, uh, yeah, it was not fun. I also realized after the fact, I actually just realized that today, um, that I was a complete idiot. Okay. My my bar my uh, bar mod uh, Dominoes. Yeah. When I change specs, it changes all of my bars. Yeah. I believe in traditional WoW, it only changes the main bar. Yeah. But mine actually changes all of my bars. No, my dominoes, yeah. My dominoes changes all of my bars. All of them. And um, I didn't have a key a key spell on my bar. It's uh, the guardian spell that paladins get. Oh, yeah. The one with the big dude who all comes out and he's like, Hey, sup. I'm going to do things about these guys that are hitting you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, guy. I believe it's, ancient, it's uh, ancient Guardian or something like that. Yeah. It's the Guardian of Ancient Kings. Yes, that's Tahiris the one. Harris just mentioned it in the chat room. Yes. Uh, I didn't have that out. Um, that probably would have helped <laughs> because a couple, a couple of times we got her pretty pretty close. I like Oathblade's uh, <laughs> comment. Oathblade says that his sister calls it her an- angelic stalker. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it's really... It was something that I realized, you know, thinking about it, like, I, that might have, because when it's out, for the 12 seconds it's out, it takes, how do you take 50% less damage? So if I cast that at critical times. You probably would have lived, yeah. I probably would have lived. Now, of course, our healer wasn't greatly geared, and I actually am writing a, a post on my opinion on whether or not getting XP from mining, herbing, and archaeology is really a good thing. I'm going to be putting that up on the uh, on the All Things Azeroth website when it's done, because yeah. I honestly don't think it's a good thing. Because in leveling your herbing or your mining or your archaeology, like even especially your archaeology, you're you're getting 525 skill points, which is a crap ton of archaeology dig sites um, to get that high. Uh, you're getting yeah. so much XP that you could quite literally from 80, you could probably get to 82 or 83 just on leveling your archaeology, and then you don't have the gear, and you're trying to, you have to kind of trick the system to get into into the dungeons. See, you shouldn't be tricking the system into getting the dungeons. You should be going back, doing the quests, getting your blue gear from there, and then you know, progressing. I I don't know. I I don't I don't like the thought of tricking the dungeon finder in any way shape or form just because it's put there for a reason you know if you don't fit yeah the the contingencies of the dungeon finder then you probably shouldn't be in that dungeon you know common sense but okay you know if you want to sneak in and die uh, you know <laughs> i can definitely see that point uh, it it was just a, it was just really frustrating that somebody who had focused on professions lost so much in the way of quest XP and quest experience and quest rewards that they had to like go buy a bunch of stuff off the auction house to get up to where they needed to be. Right, and that's fine too, but I mean, the other thing is you can go back and do those quests, and since you out-level most of those quests, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to do them. 
and you get pretty good quest rewards out of it. Like, uh, the end, the last quest in Deep Home gives some pretty good gear. Everything in Twilight Highlands is good gear. Twilight Highlands will replace most of your gear. Um, if you're, you know, going into dungeons and things like that, Twilight Highlands is really... You can do Stone Core at 83. Yeah. So, but tech, theoretically, by the time you finish Deep Home, you should have whatever it needs, whatever you need to get into there. Yeah, you should have all the gear from the quest rewards, yeah. Because they give you more than enough with the quest rewards and stuff. I, I just found that, that it was just so difficult to try and get different people in that group's gear up to where it needed to be. Yeah. And people had, I mean, people had skipped stuff. Uh, one of our people hadn't even gotten sea legs in Vashir. They had just done Hyjal, then Deep Home, and, and gotten to 85 that way. So oh, yeah. they actually hadn't even, like, we couldn't even do Throne of the Tides because we would have had to wait for them to get, you know, to the point where they could actually get down without dying. They had to get all the way through it. But, I mean, Throne of the Tides, I, I love the Vashir Zone. I don't mind playing through it. Of course, you know, when the patch comes out, <clears throat> Tuesday, uh, when the patch comes out, you're looking at, you won't have to discover those dungeons to to do them anymore, which I think is a pity, but okay. It's something that I think Blizzard wanted to try and stick to, but in the end it, it just didn't work out, especially when they didn't force you to go into those zones. I do wish that the specific dungeon part of the Random Dungeon Finder did allow you to go to any zone, uh, any dungeon in Cataclysm, not just the higher level ones, because, I mean, yes, I'm 85, but I was with people who could theoretically have gotten into there, but I couldn't because I was 85. Did you make them the leader? Because if they were the leader, they should be able to choose it from their list, right? I Guess thought not? it. Went, I thought it went by it went by your highest player, not your lowest player. But I I don't know. I don't know. I I hadn't thought of that a possibility. I'll definitely look into that next time. Try it. Try it. See if it works. I have no idea if it works or not because I think I, pretty much everybody in my guild is eighty five now. Um, I don't think we have any non eighty fives in the guild. Mostly, it's just alts that are leveling through now. But well, we now have, uh, I believe, four level eighty fives in the guild. We have myself on Medros. Awesome. We have Darylin, Casamegi, and Teleria. I think it is. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I have now given out the five thousand and the three thousand three thousand gold prizes to our, in our contest. Uh, we have one more cool. prize, which is uh, the. 1,000 gold prize for the third person and that'll wrap the contest up. So, Oh, the other big thing. I think I have decided that I am going to buy everything to get the Vial of the Sands so I can turn into a dragon because um, turning into a dragon is amazing. So I think I'm going to be doing that. You know, I could say something, but it just would be cheesy and corny, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anyways, um, so... Uh, bef- we have news and things to talk we about. We have lots of news to talk about. We have voicemails. About. We have segments. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor. The sponsor of all things Azeroth is Doghouse Systems. They make great and amazing gaming PCs. I'm sure you've heard about them from other podcasts, and I'm sure you've heard of other gaming, gaming computer makers like Alienware. But Doghouse Systems, they make computers specifically for the gamer market, not the general market. The Armor series of computers is a line of computers that are perfect for playing WoW or even the newer games like Black Ops, StarCraft 2, and more. Check them out at doghousesystems.com and use the code BACON to get a $25 Jinx card when you buy a new PC. Their computers start at $1,200 and they are some of the best computers you'll find. So definitely check them out and let them know that All Things Azeroth sent you. 
speaking of $25 gift cards to Jinx and Jinx in particular, we have some news regarding Jinx, don't we? We, we do. We, we do. Good, 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 good uh, segue there. See, I'm all segueing. I'm, I'm right back into the swing of things. So Jinx, Jinx and Blizzard, they're actually doing a World of Warcraft t-shirt contest. Jinx, uh, Jinx doesn't just carry World of Warcraft merchandise. They have merchandise for all kinds of video games and that kind of thing. Um, and they do these t-shirt design contests. I think it's like once a month or something. Everybody submits a design and then they have everybody vote on the designs. And the winners get like a certain amount of money or whatever. Well, they're actually teaming up with World of Warcraft this time around. And they're doing a World of Warcraft specific contest, which is cool. I'm curious. Uh, you, you have a, a pretty good meme that you had brought, you had come up with. Uh, why don't you do your Internet Dragon one? Because somebody already stole the idea and made a t-shirt out of it. That's really kind of dumb, but they did it. Well, should, shouldn't <laughs> they give you, like, royalties because it was your idea? No. 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 But, I mean... Hello, Internet Dragons. I mean, it's not exactly the most clever thing in the world. I'm thinking about putting together a t-shirt for it. I, I'm not 100% certain that I'm going to, but the prizes are really good, guys. Like, first prize for this, you get $500 cash, which is woohoo, $250 worth of Jinx mer- merchandise, which is an obscene amount of merchandise from Jinx. You get a model Drake loot card from Cryptozoic that gives you the model Drake mount, two class starter decks from Cryptozoic. Uh, you get Steel Series, you get a bunch of Steel Series stuff. You get a gaming mouse, you get the V2 headset, you get the shift keyboard with the Cataclysm key set on it. Um, they also have a Auk, it's it's the Steel Series Auk Deathwing Edition. The Auk, it's a mouse pad, but it's a really specially designed mouse pad. It's supposed to be better for your mouse, blah, blah, blah. You also get a Murloc Stein from Taverncraft, signed Cataclysm art book, book uh, World of Warcraft Cataclysm Strategy Guide, and a subscription to World of Warcraft the magazine. All of that is just for first prize. And there's a first prize, second prize, third prize with this. So, I mean, if you're at all creative, and if you've had that t-shirt design idea niggling in the back of your head now would be the time to do it really <laughs> i would definitely agree that's a that's that's an even more of an epic list of prizes than we have usually i know i know oh, and i mean we had a ton of prizes for like the 200th episode contest we had a whole mess of prizes but yeah if you've got any sort of creative inkling bone in your body do a t-shirt design guys i mean what can you lose but you stand to gain a whole ton of stuff. I, I I looked at that list and I was like, man, I should really do something. I don't know what, but I should do something. <laughs> I, I go with uh, Duroso. Uh, I have no artistic abilities where I'd put my name in for it, too. I have, like, a couple of different ideas. I actually have a design for a t-shirt that I did, and um, the t-shirt didn't pan out, but... I still have a design on my computer, and I don't know if I want to do it or, or not, though, because it's, like, older content, so... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If I do happen to make it in, I will let y'all know. Cool. <laughs> glad, glad to hear. Yeah. All right, so let's see here. There was some news today or something. Um, oh, the 4.0.6 patch is coming up. That's the big news today, right? Yeah, that would be tomorrow. Indeed. Uh, so... Let's let's kind of go over the highlights of this patch since it is uh, it's not a content patch but it's pretty big. It is it is pretty huge. It fixes a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. It, it's basically their big okay. Now we're going to address everything that we've noticed in 
watching everybody level through Cataclysm and fix all this stuff. Um, the big things for me, probably the guild stuff. A lot of the guild stuff is really huge. Especially the one, once a guild hits level 23, the daily cap on experience, they're removing it. So basically, once you hit level 23, your guild can book it to level 25 just as fast as they want to do it. There's no daily cap. So we may see some people racing to be uh, that realm first, level 25 guild, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm seeing guilds that are uh, 15, 20 now. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of dungeon tweaks and changes, just, you know, little minor adjustments here and there to make sure that the dungeons are going to be running smoothly, which is cool. Um, they're doing a bunch of PvP changes, a few Tolbarad changes. They aren't adjusting things anywhere near as much as I think that they should, but okay. And then, of course, you've got the boatload of class changes. There are a lot of classes that have a huge amount of changes coming to them with this patch, so you may want to check out the list. There's there's a full list of the of the uh, pre-release patch notes over on WoW Insider right now. You may want to go take a look at that, because um, there's a lot going on. Fortunately, my class, not really too much going on with my class, so I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with that. Because uh, it's not just my class, it's my spec, because I'm an assassination spec rogue. There's not much wrong with us right now. Um, they are addressing a lot of the combat issues that have been going on, and buffing combat by a considerable amount, which um, our combat rogue is really happy about, so looking forward to that. I'm, I'm really excited about the, uh, you know, the changes to guild, like guild, what it makes a guild run count for, uh, for XP. That's going to be really awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing, too. The archaeology vendor price, I mean, I, I have not, I've not created a single archaeology thing since they announced the price changes, because even though they reduce significantly reduced the the thousand gold uh, price of the word of Empress Zoe, it's still three hundred seventy five gold. That's pretty significant to uh, to have hold on to. And actually, one of my characters actually has that as the next thing they can create. So cool, cool. I'm also looking forward to engineering. Engineering is getting a little bit of a boost, particularly the Synapse Springs. Um, that's a tinker that you can do on your gloves, and it's now going to increase agility, strength, or intellect, whichever is highest for the character, which makes me very happy, because uh, I'm still using the old Tinkers from Wrath, because it's actually a better boost than anything that Cataclysm had to offer, so this makes me really happy. I'm like, yay, my profession will be useful again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting. We actually have some questions for you later about... Uh about ratings so we'll uh, get those in the show note in the um voicemail part of the show they're basically folks what i recommend is definitely check out the patch notes because we can't really go through everyone i mean there's so many there are so many different types of uh types and cat i mean there's class changes that are longer than i care to go through um there's all kinds of different things being added changed and 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 buffed or, or nerfed so uh, just check out the show notes. Check out the show notes for the link to the patch notes. Um, if you haven't read them over by the time you get this, if you haven't, uh, if you download this, the show notes should be up uh, hopefully shortly after the patch goes live. So, and be prepared because it may not. I mean, 
the servers may not be up right away. This is actually a major patch with major stuff going in, major class changes going in. So if you can't log in exactly when they say you're supposed to log in, don't throw a fit. Yeah. <laughs> They're implementing a lot of stuff this time around. So so just be patient. Be patient. Don't don't plan raiding tomorrow night. That's all I'm going to say. We're still planning on raiding, but like it's not you know, if it, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, okay. I, I I have, like, this really mellow attitude when it comes to patches. This is probably just years of being trained and, and understanding that patch days, generally, yeah, things happen on patch days. Not much that you can do about it, so, you know. Shade, there's a couple of things that we brought up last week, but you were unfortunately too busy cleaning from your painting and stuff. <laughs> I, <was>, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on them before we move on here. Blizzard posted the, the open question period already for the uh, Ask the Creative Development team, and they've closed it, having gotten more answers than they could actually uh, possibly have hoped for. And I was kind of wondering... I'm really mad about that. Why? Because when they did the original announcement, it was on the European forums only, so I couldn't, like, ask a question, because it was on the European forums, right? Well, they opened up the thread on the US forums, but they did it while I was painting my room, so I didn't even have a chance to ask a question. So mad. Well, what, what kind of stuff would you like to see them, see them mention and, and talk about? Um, I still want answers on the Naru. I, I want to know more about the Naru. I want to know what they are, where they came from. Are they the source of the holy light? Are they just generators of holy light? Are they practitioners? What's up with that? You know, what's up with the Naru? That's 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 my big question right now. And uh, and and also whether or not Alun is one of them, right? Well, yeah, but I mean that's like a secondary thing. Mostly, mostly I want to know more about the Naru race because there was obviously an intended purpose to create them and put them in the game. We just don't know what that is. And I would like to know more about them so that maybe I could, like, figure out what that is. That kind of thing. Um, I, I definitely would like to uh, to see the match answer the questions, because they still have not answered the questions that people have asked. Um, though I'm sure they've got the voting period that they need to get through first. So we'll, uh, we'll have to see what, uh, what comes up and what happens. Yeah, there's the voting period, and there's also the fact that that thread is, like, I think he cut it off because it was an 80-page thread. Which is just huge, you know, huge. And the other thing that bothered me was that, once again, even though it said, ask your lore questions for creative development, people were asking about game mechanics and junk like that. Guys, game mechanics, legendary weapons being released in the game, anything about your class, that's not a lore question. A lore question, creative development handles the story. That's what they handle. They don't handle anything else. So... By asking those questions on on that on that thread, you're basically wasting everybody's time because they can't answer your question. That's not their department. That's all. It's just it's not their department. They don't handle that. So don't do that. <laughs> Once again, they need somebody to go through and ruin a few of those, I think. Well, the voting system kind of worked, though, because, you know, people that didn't have relevant questions or questions that, pe that other people found interesting, they got voted down, and other ones got voted up, so, you know, back and forth. It was cool. Uh, the next one was, what is your thoughts on Blizzard using uh, the DMCA to try and have PayPal shut down accounts of gold sellers? Frankly, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Do you think it'll be successful? I mean, they... they they have lost on copyright grounds before. 
I don't know if it'll be successful or not, but then you're also looking at the fact that, you know, PayPal stands to lose a lot of money if these guys do get shut down and their relations with a company as large as Blizzard would remain in much better standing were they to actually shut those accounts down. So it's there's kind of a back and forth quibble there. I'm not really a law student. I don't know anything about legal anything. We should have had McCurley on the show. I'm sure he'd have lots to say about it. But I, I don't think that it was a poor decision for them to make. I, I don't think that it was a bad action for them to take because they obviously need to do something about it. I don't think, I mean, I'm not a fan of gold selling. If you buy gold, I don't want to know about it because um, I think that's cheating, really. <laughs> it is so easy to make gold in this game that if you're purchasing gold, you really are wasting your money because, I mean, you do an hour's worth of dailies. An hour's worth of dailies will net you, like, about 300 gold, and that will last you for days and days and days. I, There's there's no reason to buy gold. There just really isn't any reason for it. Actually, uh, an old guildie of mine on Argent Dawn, uh, they messaged me the other day to basically ask if I would mention on the show. They had apparently been talking to another former guildie and mentioned that they had bought gold. The person had... The person claims they did not report to Blizzard, but the person who said they had bought gold had their account banned. Well, okay. Did they mention it on a Battle.net account or in-game? In-game. Okay, so they mentioned it in-game on channels that Blizzard can monitor. Yeah. Well, the, the person the person who, who got banned felt that it was unlikely that Blizzard would, would be monitoring that specific whisper and would have seen that. Hey, they may have a flag that pops up anytime anybody uses the words buy gold. And if that's the case, well, then your friend just dug himself a hole. You don't talk about buying gold. You don't talk about selling gold. You don't talk about any of that in the context of the game. Because if Blizzard happens to read that snippet of conversation, you're bye-bye. That's it. Done. End of game. Go buy another copy if you want to try again. And don't buy gold this time. Yeah, I mean, really, there there is no excuse for buying gold. Uh, I, I told this person that I would not be... If I mentioned on my show, I'd be mentioning it as a joke. And... I am, because the person is a joke. Anybody who buys gold, in my opinion, does not deserve to play this game and should definitely... I don't... Okay, I don't... I don't necessarily feel that way about them. I, You know, I don't. it's not that they don't deserve to play the game. It's just, it's... I'm not really angry at them. I'm just baffled by them, because it's, it's cheating. Why are you paying $15 a month to cheat at a game? And then paying more on top of that $15 a month to continue to, like, is that entertainment? Really? Yeah. Like, throwing your money at something and not playing it? Is that entertainment? I just, I don't understand the the mentality behind it. I understood it more, I did understand it more back in Vanilla. Because in Vanilla, it was extremely hard to make gold. Like, really, really, really hard to make gold. And if you were a hardcore raider and you were raiding all the time and farming all the time and doing all this other stuff all the time, you were generally running around with about 20 gold in your pocket and hoping to God that it would pay your repair bill. Because there just really wasn't any other way to make any money. You couldn't farm drops. There were no dailies. There was nothing else. They've made it so easy to make gold now that there shouldn't be any reason to purchase it. There should be no reason whatsoever to purchase it, period. 
Yeah, MacGyver says, same reason people do steroids. I guess. I don't know. I don't even get that either, so whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> let's take a break from this topic, uh, and uh, let's, let's, let's hear from Ask Moo. Okay. Hello, friends. This is Mooley of Feathermoon, here to answer your World of Warcraft questions from the Tauren perspective. Today's question is from Mick, who asks, Greetings, Moo the Wise One. During my travels through the lands of Uldum, I came across a peculiar race of creatures. They're called pygmies, and they look a little like a primitive gnome. However, unlike gnomes, their language is unknown to me. When you approach them, they shout something like, What does it mean? Well, Mick, I know of the pygmies from the time I spent in Oldham. I went down to Aldham to have a talk with Nomark Teneth, who's been dealing with these thieving little pluckers for some time now. The Nomark said that he's been trying to figure out what they've been shouting. He's pretty sure that one of them is saying something like, Get off my head! Another one appears to shout, You know, take candy! And he's not sure what the third one is saying, but he thinks that it refers to something called a booterang. And just from my personal observation, I think they look more like feral dwarves than gnomes. That's all for this edition of Ask Moo. I need your questions, so please send them to me at askmoo42 at gmail.com Call me at 201-Azeroth That's 201-293-7684 Or askmoo, all one word, on Twitter. Until next time, may the eternal sun shine upon thee. Have I mentioned that I love the pygmies. I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's a racial stereotype and blah, blah, blah. Well, the thing is, is like, when we were at BlizzCon, they were talking about the pygmies, right? There was a guy over with the art department talking about the pygmies while he was drawing a pygmy. And he said they based it off of, like, metalheads. <laughs> Which is why they've got, like, the, the old school motorcycle hats with the points on top and everything. And I, I love their voices. I think that their voices are the most entertaining things I have ever heard. And that's all I have to say about that. I like pygmies. I think they're cool. I like the pygmies as well. They're 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 unique. I do want to mo- to know more about them, like where they come from, what their history is, what, you know. Maybe a, maybe a know your lore would be good on that. Just a thinking. I'm going to guess that there's some sort of like slightly more evolved version of a trog, possibly. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. But, yeah, I don't know where they came from or anything. Unfortunately, 
with Know Your Lore, there has to be enough lore there for me to write about, and there's really not that much there about pygmies, other than they're really kind of amusing. That's it. <laughs> well, let's see here. We've avoided it long enough, Shade. I think there's something we really need to talk about right now, and that is the Love in the Air event being plagued with bugs. Cannot Blizzard get these things right? I mean, come on now. Well, here's the funny part, right? Okay? Um, the big thing about all of these bugs is, like... Each of these bugs, what what this seems to say to me is that this patch that they're releasing tomorrow, it should have been released last week, but they had to delay it a week for some reason. Because everything that there is a problem with right now is being addressed in the patch. Like, everything. So, I mean, this, this should have... I, I, in an ideal world, I think that the patch was supposed to come out the same day as the holiday. I assumed as well. I mean, that's, that's what everybody told me the assumption was that it was going to come out on when the holiday started or just before. Yeah, and I think that they had to delay it for a week for some reason. Maybe they were dealing with technical quibbles who has... I, I have no idea, but uh, everything that's that's bugged about it right now is going to be fixed as of tomorrow, so... Then then it's good to know that, uh, that it will be a very short bug process. <laughs> They've already been fixed. You know what I hate, though? What really bothers me is I go and I do the holiday boss, right? Did the holiday boss for the first time yesterday. And I got my little heart-shaped box. I'm like, yay, heart-shaped box. Let's see what kind of junk is in it. And I opened it and it said, there is no loot. Not only was there no loot, but I didn't get any justice points because I'm justice points capped. And there is nothing for me to spend my justice points on. So I literally got absolutely nothing, nothing whatsoever going in and killing those bosses. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> At least tomorrow you can buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's going to be fun because uh, I'm looking forward to having something to actually throw those justice points into. I'm probably just going to buy a bunch of enchant mats so that I have some on hand, but... I mean, I wish there were like air miles you could like transfer them to other people because like you could transfer me your four thousand, and I definitely didn't make use of your four thousand. If I could transfer them to an alt, that'd be great. Like my my herb farming alt because I'm leveling. I'm actually leveling the alt by herbing. That's that's all I do with that alt with the druid right now. It's just herbing, and she's no, like no, almost level co- eighty two. Co-host, co-host. co-host. You're on a different server. I, I don't think it'd be possible to even transfer them across servers. You I mean, they don't even card. let me. <laughs> here, have, here, here, Medros, have a gift card. Use this code. It will give you 4000 Yeah, cross-faction, cross-realm, cross-battleground. Gift card. Cross-country, across <laughs> international borders. I'm sure Blizzard has no problem with that. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that they're going to make that work. <laughs> Sadly, I think you're probably right. Why is somebody saying herbing? MoGyver says you mean herbing, not herbing. No, it's herbing. Herbalism. The H <laughs> is silent. Please, folks, listen to the uh, the group quest with MoGyver on there. We, we went much into the what different things are supposed to be pronounced like. This, oh, okay. this is the problem with doing a uh, an international one is MoGyver agrees with me on some things, but not on others. And and the, the UK folks didn't agree with either of us on anything. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, like like yeah. shaman, 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 shaman. It's shaman, but okay. Yeah, I believe I believe uh, Peter said shaman. 
not shaman. Shaman? Well, shaman, it, it, it's accents. It's regional. Re- different regions pronounce them in different ways. And yeah, it always bugs me when people pronounce the age. Yeah. Because I've always heard it as being dropped. So hearing it pronounced just throws me for a loop. Uh, every time I'm like, what? Why are you saying the H? That's really weird. It's like hearing people call people like instead of Italian, they call them Italian. I'm like, why are you pronouncing the I like that? That is very strange. And it should not be pronounced that way. I don't get it. Anyway. Okay, fine. You know, <sighs> moving on. We, we have to, we we have have to move on. To and I, I can't avoid this topic anymore, Shade. What do you have planned for October, Shade? What is your plans? Well, do you have any plans made for you at this point? They they were changed <laughs> dramatically this morning because uh, Blizzard announced that uh, BlizzCon BlizzCon 2011 is not going to be in August like everybody expected. It's actually going to be in October again, October 21st and 22nd. And for those who are wondering, it's probably just a uh, probably just schedule available dates type thing that the Blizzard didn't stick to their normal August schedule for BlizzCon. Yeah, I still have this running theory that they're that they're doing it on the 21st and 22nd because Diablo is scheduled to come out on Halloween or right around that time. Diablo 3. Because, you know, Diablo 3, Halloween. It's like a match made in heaven. It would make so much sense. So did uh, Cataclysm coming out on November 23rd, but it didn't. Because I really, really, really... Mostly, I just really want to play Diablo 3. I mean, that's all there is to it. <laughs> okay, I'm not sending you a Diablo 3 shirt because the last last co-host I gave one to wasn't on the show three, 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 a month and a half later, so no, no more. I don't want a Diablo shirt. If you send me a shirt, send me a Horde shirt. Hordes, I already gave awesome. my Horde shirt. So, yeah. I do, like, I do like Diablo, though. Diablo is a very fun game, and Diablo 3 looks incredibly entertaining, and I can't wait to fiddle around with it. So I'm hoping that their big thing... At BlizzCon, though, um, I'm guessing that probably, well, McCurley had the theory that we'll probably be seeing something about the Deathwing raid, which wouldn't surprise would me at all. Because by then we'll 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 probably be on 4.2 at that point, I'd imagine. Right, right, and I'm I'm thinking that they'll probably potentially, maybe, possibly mention the next expansion. What the next expansion is going to be? Um, I'm kind of crossing my fingers on that. By the way, if it's not the Emerald Dream, I'm going to be very sad. Anyway. I can't wait. It should be pretty cool. My my thoughts on BlizzCon, Titan, probably not likely. I believe they said last year that they're not likely to be ready to announce that until 2012, um, if I recall. I... Maybe. I don't know. We They might surprise us. We might actually see a little bit of Titan info. Since it was leaked, mm-hmm. we know what the name is now. Well, now everyone knows what the name is and everything, so, I mean, they don't know much else about it. Maybe they'll tell us a little bit about it. Not a lot, but, you know, give us a nibble, a little something, a little something to nosh on while we're waiting for it to come out. I'd like to see um, the next expansion. Unlikely to see that, though. Really, that's pretty much where they announced Cataclysm, wasn't it? About a year before, and October this year would be a year before, so maybe we'll see the next expansion to Warcraft announced. Right, right, that's what I was thinking, and again, Emerald Dream. Anyway, um, I don't know what the expansion is going to be, Emerald Dream, but uh, I I have a few ideas, Emerald Dream, and I would like to see, you know, something cool, like the Emerald Dream. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, in in the end, what we'll what we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I think the Deathwing raid is pretty likely. Yeah, you know, going upon the April-ish uh, time frame for four point one, we would probably see then four point two, probably in say September, August, September area. I'm saying August. I, I'm thinking August. We're gonna see the Firelands raid and everything else and all of that in. I think Firelands and, like, the next raid tier, we'll probably see that beginning of the summer, middle of the summer, and maybe something else in between, but um, I have a feeling that if the Deathwing raid isn't out yet, we will see something about it. Uh, Haster says, hmm, Shade seems to have some opinions on what should be, what, what should Emerald Dream be in the next Emerald Dream expansion? They really need to make it happen. Um, now I do... Oh, that's the other thing, too. Uh, Caverns of Time. They're coming out with the Caverns of Time War of the Ancients raid. And I have a feeling that probably we'll see Firelands and all of that. And then the patch after that, we'll see the War of the Ancients raid. And then after that, we'll see Deathwing. So there'll be three tiers. Possibly four. But um, somewhere in there, they're, they're going to do something in Vashir. There's going to be some sort of raid something in Vashir. What it is, I don't know yet. But um, it should be interesting. I, where, they've got all kinds of stuff to go. Where do they you still got. Where do you think the, 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 the uh, Deathwing raid will take place? Would that be Deepholm, maybe? Or would that be Twilight Highlands? I don't think it's going to be Deepholm, because I don't think that he would, like... Go back? <laughs> why would he go back? He'd have to go back through the Maelstrom, and why would he want to fly through the Maelstrom when he spent so much effort getting out of there, you know? I don't know. You know what would be really fun and interesting and weird and cool for a Deathwing raid, right? Okay. Just... just ponder this for a minute, right? Deathwing has been flying all over Azeroth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he's doing. He's flying all over, all over and go, boogie boogie, I'm gonna set the land on fire, and everybody goes, yay, I got an achievement! Woo! And then they're dead, right? Okay, so what if, in order to start the raid, you had to talk to somebody in one of your major cities, and then you were ported up in the air, like in a phased version above Azeroth, and you fought him mid-air flying over Azeroth. So as you're looking down, you're seeing the world below you, and you're flying over it. But, I mean, obviously you're in a phased version of it. But wouldn't that be really cool? That would be interesting, but do they want a f an aerial-based raid? I mean... Well, see, here's what I'm thinking. is like, I would love to see them introduce that mechanic that they used back in uh, Storm Peaks, where you had the hooks, and you hooked the dragon, and then you swung over the dragon, and then you beat on somebody, right? And then you used the hook, and you went to another dragon, and it was all whoosh, whoosh, and stabby, stabby, and you were like, it was just really flippin' epic, right? Mm -hmm. I want to see something like that incorporated into a raid. I think it would be cool. I think it'd be awesome. That, that sounds like a very interesting plan or idea. I don't know if it'll work because Oculus was one of the most hated dungeons in the game. Right. But the thing is, is like you aren't using the dragon mechanics. It's like being on a camel. You can do all your attacks and things like that. You just happen to be on a dragon that's flying. Mm. And I think that's the happy medium in between that people are looking for. Where they're riding on the dragon, but they can still use their own abilities and everything else. That, that makes sense to me. And then at some point, right, you you send him, like, he lands somewhere in Azeroth, somewhere, and, and, like, you have to fight him. What would be really cool is, depending on 
when you put him into the phase where he lands, you know, wherever he lands on in the world when you're fighting him affects what he does in this in, in the next phase when he's on the ground. So it'd be like this really complicated fight, but it'd be so so cool. <laughs> Do you think that we'll see the aspects appear? Like will we see Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll see Thrall. We'll see Thrall. We'll see the aspects. I I have no doubt that we're going to see him. Thrall will finally no longer be at the Maelstrom, because I don't know why he's still there. Because I already yeah. put the pillar back to Gelder. He's hanging out. <laughs> he's, he's, he's hanging, hanging out with out, his sweetie. Doing his thing. It's very calming there. It's very calming there. That, that the, big you know, swirling thing the is other ringing. They're just chilling. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like a big hot tub. Jacuzzi. Now that they fixed the whole problem with the going under the world thing, now it's just a giant swirling jacuzzi of eternal magical power. It's a cool hangout spot. <laughs> so uh, let, me, let me let me see if I can kind of think this up here. Uh, we'll have Alexstrasza. Do you think Nosdermal will be back, or will he be an infant at that point? I don't know. That's the other thing that I think is going to be addressed in a raid at some point. I don't know when. It may even come into play with the War of the Ancients raid. And, oh my gosh, I have so many theories about the War of the Ancients raid. You have no idea. It all ties back into what Rossi and I's crazy theory about the infinite dragonflight was, right? Was this you, him summoning to... summoning? Was this when you summoned him to the campfire the other day? I'm like, I wonder what they're talking about. I, I want. I would love to be there. <laughs> This was something completely different, right? Rossi and I were talking about it, and we decided that maybe, maybe, just maybe, the infinite dragon fight was actually spawned by Crassus and Ronan being sent back in time by Nosdormu. And they changed things, and they created an alternate timeline when they did that, right? So this alternate timeline that we're riding on right now is not the same timeline from the original Warcraft 3 and the original Warcraft 2. It's it's a different timeline. So the stuff that happened in Warcraft 3 and Warcraft 2 that we played through isn't necessarily what actually happened in the timeline we're currently in. So what happened was... Krasis and Ronin and and uh, Brasigar, they all went back in time. They affected everything. And then they came back forward. And when they did, they split that timeline. And one timeline is Nozormu. And the other timeline has the infinite dragonflight, who are really ticked off because we've messed with the natural flow of time. And the whole reason that Nozormu did it was to prevent himself from dying. Because he knows when he's going to die. And that's my crazy theory, along with Rossi's crazy theory. Like, we both dreamed this up, and we're like, this would be the coolest thing ever if they actually pulled it off. But the War of the Ancients, since we're doing a War of the Ancients raid and we're going into the Caverns of Time, that would be a perfect place for them to address that. <laughs> Pretty sure you lost me a couple times in there. So I'm just going to nod and smile like I've been well-trained to do. Um, Man, in- I've been I've been living in my head for I don't know how long, and sometimes I still can't find my way around in there. So I, no I'd like worries. to officially invite you and Matt, Matt Rossi, as well as Matt McCurley, on the show uh, group quest on the other nineteenth of the twenty sixth to talk about your theories about lore. Because I I have to have a show about this. I'm sorry, and, and I'll hey, I'll, I'll invite Grace here too. It'll just be a whole lore fest. Yeah, I I Rossi and I 
we have these conversations where, you know, I'll be up late at night. It's like 2, 3 in the morning, and Rossi will come in, and he's like, is anybody here? I'm like, oh, yeah, hi. And then we start talking, and we just go off into La La Land, La La Lore Land, and we talk and talk and talk. And if there's anybody else in there with us, they are either silent or they're like, they have no idea what's going on, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Usually that late at night, we're about the only two people in there. So, yeah. It's it's just, yeah, we throw things back and forth. No, when I summoned him, when I summoned him on Twitter, that was me asking him uh, if it was okay if I wrote the Norio lore that I wrote this week. Because uh, it was a theory that he and I had both been bouncing around. So, I just wanted to make, make sure that it was okay with him if I ran with it and posted it. Therefore, there, I, I have officially posted on the group quest, inviting the four of you to a group quest this month. <laughs> and now Do I'm giving you, know? you plenty of notice okay. shades, so you can't say that okay. you're too busy to come on the show. Okay, yeah, but you, you, you don't understand, right? Because there are Saturdays. The, thing, the problem with Saturdays is that half the time I have relatives coming in from out of town, and my house is mopped by people. So that's why Saturday nights are really bad for me. But you do realize that the last time you had me and Gracier, just us two on Group Quest, how long did that show run? I don't quite recall, but I'm pretty sure two, that I two can hours, find that two hours and 20 minutes. Here. Something crazy like that. I It was an obscene amount of time. I don't think I time. talked much that episode, as I recall. No, you didn't, because he and I were both just like, blah, 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 orcs, blah, blah, dinos, demon hunters, blah, blah. I, I believe I yeah, generally and, just, yeah. here, here's, a, here's a topic, talk, and, and I'd come back 20 minutes later, and here's another topic, talk. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot done. A lot of, lot of cleaning. Uh, that episode, <laughs> uh, group quest number four, if anybody in the chat room or live or in the uh, download wants to look into that, one hour and 42 minutes and 29 seconds of lore goodness. Yeah, that was a fun episode. And then the the after show went on for like yeah, an yeah, hour after that, a, I think. It was a long hour. <laughs> Something crazy long. like that. It was awesome. It was awesome, but it was long. But it was fun. We had um, a lot of fun with but it. But yes, I, I'm officially, either the 19th or the 26th, I'm inviting you, Ma- you Rossi McCurley, and Gracier all onto a group quest to lore, nerd. Go as long as you want. I might be able to swing the 19th. 26 is absolutely out because, again, that's family okay. invasion 19th. weekend. So. There. Yeah. Spe- speaking of lore, please explain your tinfoil hat because I-, I need explaining. Oh, see, here I thought you were going to ask for the trivia contest. Well, I'm assuming <laughs> that your trivia contest ties into this, so you can do your trivia contest and explain the article. It does. Okay. We'll talk about the article first. So the article was basically back about, what, like two, three weeks ago, I did an article on Oldham and Olduar and Oldemon that kind of explained how they were strongholds of the Titans and what their purposes were, because they had, you know, three very distinct purposes. You had Olduar, which was a prison of the old gods, and it was also where the Titanic Watchers made their home was up there and where they kind of oversaw everything that was going on and then you had Oldemon and Oldemon was basically a repository of world history and then you had Oldham and Oldham was a giant ticking time bomb that was essentially put there so that if the signal ever went out and we were you know under old god attack or whatever the titans could easily zap a signal back and just blow up the whole planet and start over again so I wrote that article and at the end of it I'm sitting there going you know 
why would they leave a button in there to re-originate the planet? And re-originate means blow it up, make it start all over again from scratch. Why would they put that button in there instead of just doing it in the first place? Like, I mean, if they saw that the old gods was uh, were, were that much of a threat, then why didn't they just re-originate the planet to begin with? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought about theories about it, and Rossi and I were talking about it, and I had my own theory about it. Rossi took it one step further, but my theory on it, the other thing that never quite sat right with me was that the Titans, you know, they 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 put the aspects there to watch over everything. They made all the Titanic Watchers. They made the Titan Strongholds. And then they created this little thing called the Well of Eternity. The Well of Eternity was pretty much a font of unimaginable power. It was like a beacon. It was a woo shiny magic beacon. And it pulled directly from the great dark beyond the twisted nether, you know, outer space. And pulled in just unfathomable amounts of power magical power, magical energy. And years later, of course, you know, you had the development of the Night Elves. They rose to power. They discovered the Well of Eternity. They started mucking about with the Well of Eternity and then promptly got the attention of Sargeras. Well, Sargeras was originally a Titan himself, and he had fallen from grace years before, thousands and thousands of years before, and went off and formed this little thing called the Burning Legion. Instead of doing anything about Sargeras... The Titans just replaced him with his lieutenant and then went on their merry way, organizing planets. I'm like, well, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they do anything about him? Like, why would they just let that stand? And that's when I realized that maybe what Azeroth is, what we are, the reason we're there and the reason we haven't been re-originated is because we aren't a planet. We're a biological weapon. And we've basically been placed there to grow and to learn how to fight Sargeras and eventually, ultimately, fight him and beat him. Because the big thing is, they didn't destroy the old gods. They imprisoned the old gods there, right? Well, the only recorded record of a titan ever dying was at the hands of an old god. So maybe what they figured was, okay... We'll, we'll put a bunch of seed races in there. We'll see what happens with them. Because if they can manage to kill these old god things, then they're capable of killing a titan. And if they're capable of killing a titan, that means that they're capable of killing Sargeras. But they didn't want to draw Sargeras' attention to all of this. So what they very cleverly did is did exactly what they always do. They went around, organized a planet, went to the next planet. Without actually, you know, doing anything about it. So yeah, that's my theory, is that, you know, when the Titans do show up, it's not going to be to help us out, it's going to be to ask for our help. And, and yeah. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> Rossi took it one step further. Rossi's theory was that th- we are basically the Titans' children, and this is how they procreate. And we are being raised, we are still little babies, but we are being raised to be titans, to become titans. Which I think is also an interesting theory. That's an interesting theory. I'd love to have my character become a titan. But uh, Excellion makes an interesting point, but I can actually answer his point already. He says, to poke a hole in your theory, what if Sargeras helped imprison the old gods? I don't think that's possible because why would he have then had to discover the world after the fact? Yeah, he he didn't he didn't help imprison the old gods. He wasn't actually they didn't discover Azeroth 
and, and do anything with Azeroth until years and years and years after Sargeras had defected, timeline-wise. So, yeah. So, let's get to your trivia question then, shall we? So, my trivia question is not really about any of that. Well, it is kind of, sort of, but not really. Um, we're off on a tangent here. And hang on, let me do the whole trivia question in coming. So people know it's coming. Uh, so basically, there's the Titans, and then there's Titanic Watchers. And there's Titanic Watchers all over the place. The big main guys are up in... They're up in uh, Oldham. Or Oldwar, excuse me, Oldham. Oldham is a place down south. With the big me's that I enjoy listening to. So yeah, uh, the big guys are all up in Oldwar. But there are Titanic Watchers all over the place. There's like one that's down there in Oldamon. There's one down at the entrance to... Uh, to uh, Oldham, or what we thought was the entrance to Oldham. And that guy wasn't actually a Titanic Watcher. He was like a projection of a Titanic Watcher. There's another one of these guys. And he originally appeared in the inn in Menethel Harbor as part of a quest. But um, since the Cataclysm, he can be found at Rem Travel's excavation. So I want to know what his name is. But he's actually, he's a projection, is all he is. He's not an actual Titanic Watcher. He just looks like one. And we'll see if we get the correct answer here in a minute or two. I think this one is probably easier, much easier than last week's question. Again, my <laughs> sister, apologies to everyone last week for my incredibly <laughs> difficult question. Uh, and to repeat my question, my question was, I believe, uh, name all, name the highest level zone in each of the continents of WoW, Cataclysm Zones, uh, Northrend, Outlands, Eastern Kingdoms, and Kalidor that does not have a dig site. And uh, it took a fair while to get an answer. So, again, my apologies to anybody who, uh, yeah. The <laughs> winner of this week's trivia contest is Dinius. So, congratulations, Dinius. Dinius, pick a number between one and three. And the correct answer was Amon. Amon is actually, he's, he's basically a projection there. You're sent to him as part of a quest chain, and he basically says, you're messing around with things that you shouldn't be messing around with. Stop messing around with those. And then he disappears. Um, he doesn't really have any particular purpose <laughs> other than to say, you shouldn't be messing around with that. It's dangerous. So yeah, grats, Dinius. Pick a number one through three, and we will go ahead and get you a prize. Anytime now, Dinius. Oh, there we go. Number two. All right. Uh, number two, you won a Path of Scenarius loot code. That's courtesy of WowTCGLoot.com, which is pretty much the place to go if you are looking for a loot card from the World of Warcraft trading card game. Send an email to shade at allthingsazeroth.com, and I will get that code sent to you after the show. And congratulations. They, indeed. Medros? Yes. Do we have a Warcraft less traveled this week? We do. I, I think we should listen to, to that. <laughs> Great minds think alike. I kind of want to listen to, I listen to, the, to, the, to the whole panpipe flute thing going on. I've missed it. So. Well, this is another another Warcraft Let's Travel. This one is on a different memorial in game, so to speak. So uh-huh. let's, uh, let's, let's hear from Mr. Skolnick. Yay. Warcraft Less Traveled. A World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. The Netherstorm Shrine of Nova Terra. Unmarked graves, abandoned crypts, forgotten memorials, 
These are numerous and quite often mysterious to the casual explorer with an Azeroth. Some are in-game dedications to friends and fans of the Blizzard community, while others have no clear meaning at all. With Warcraft Less Traveled, I try to highlight a few of these uncommon features hidden within each desolate or shadowy landscape. And one such interesting memorial can be found in the remote outland zone of Netherstorm. On a small floating island off the main south-southwestern landmass exists a strange blue grave and ring of glowing crystals. This floating rock can only be reached by flying mount, it has no known associated quests or achievements, and most likely would only be found by complete accident. This small island at Netherstorm coordinates 41, 82, is within the subzone titled The Crumbling Wastes, and is located due west from Manaforge Koru. Once here, explorers will find a single memorial stone glowing with a soft blue aura. This gravestone is part of the shrine's formation that includes a ring of pink crystals, and as you fly near, and if you know what to look for, the glow from the shrine can easily be spotted among the other rocks and islands that are drifting and spinning through space. The floating flat rock is quite small, and the blue memorial marker resembles a majestic gravestone and is found on the far western side. It looks futuristic and it fits perfectly well with the rest of the Netherstorm theme or Draenei stylings. Watching the memorial stone, a visitor will see that four different letters, N, O, V, A, appear and vanish on its surface. Together, the letters spell the word Nova. And mysteriously enough, with the game music enhanced, periodically, the sound of another well-known Blizzard game can be heard drifting, haunting in the background. That of StarCraft. So, here, hidden in the lost void of Netherstorm, one can assume you've discovered a tribute of sorts, but there must be more to the story, and there is. The word Nova that appears on the shrine refers to the character from the StarCraft universe called Nova Terra. Nova was to be the featured hero of the Blizzard game StarCraft Ghost that, sadly, was never completed. And one month after the release of the Burning Crusade and the Nova Shrine here in Netherstorm, something else appeared here, Nova herself. An NPC named Nova Terra appeared as a blood elf female dressed in a full ghostly white suit could be found sitting solemnly in front of her monument. Nova, however, waited here in stealth mode, making her very difficult to see, or sometimes not appearing at all. I venture to say that many players in game today are not aware of the significance of this shrine, as there is little information concerning it or mention of it on the net. Yet there is a single official Blizzard Blue Post from Drisk back in July 2007, and it addressed the question concerning the existence of the shrine. It confirmed that this monument was a commemoration to the termination of StarCraft Ghost. And more interesting, it goes on to explain why Nova was sometimes missing from her shrine. Quote, Some say that under certain circumstances, you can see her ghost. Pun not intended. End quote. Soon after the release of the Burning Crusade expansion, a few screen captures were made of this elusive Novaterra, but not long after, her appearance at this shrine became less and less, and it is thought by many that she is no longer in the game today. But who knows, maybe Drisk was right. If you create the proper conditions, the ghost of Nova may somehow materialize again. Either way, her spirit will live on here in the shrine of Novaterra. And now you too understand the meaning behind this mystery that haunts it. Please send all your show comments and questions to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com. My name is Skolnik, and until next time, remember to travel safe, never play hide-and-seek with a ghost from StarCraft, and leave only footprints. Ah, uh, yes, a tribute to the, uh, the last attempt Blizzard made to uh, port a game over to a console.
Yeah. And failed miserably at it because of the Xbox 360. I didn't know that you could actually, like, see the ghost. I mean, I'd been up there countless times before. I just, I wasn't aware that you could actually see her ghost. That's really weird. Yeah, I think I, I, think cool. I saw her ghost a couple of times. Um, I, I recall people theorizing for a while after Birdie Crusade launched uh, to, you know, trying to figure out what does this mean? Where? What is this? What is this for? Like people had seen other tributes <laughs> and stuff, and it was it was nice to be able to get a confirmation from Blizzard as to the, that this was the official official tribute to that and the official end of the of the game. There's a couple of cool, weird hidden spots. There's actually there's several cool, weird hidden spots in Outland. Um, nowhere near as many as there was in Vanilla. Because there was a lot in vanilla, but they actually did kind of keep to the whole, hey, let's put in some secret weird stuff in Outland for the heck of it. And that was one of them where it was like, you know, you wouldn't really normally think of flying out to that island. But when you did, it was like, oh, wow, this is really weird. What is this? It's kind of cool. In my hurried attempt to level as many characters as I can uh, before the patch tomorrow in in the archaeology, I've actually noticed a fair bit the uh, the occurrences where I will just accidentally leave myself flying and, you know, AFK or something, come back to find myself in a place I never knew existed. I, I found so many places that are, like, perfect guild meeting places. Like, I found a place that if the if the, uh, Alea Yakta Est from, from the Earthen Ring server, if they wanted to have a guild meeting and they have like thousands of players they can have a guild meeting in this one place I found it is a huge huge area expanse of just emptiness like empty like grass yeah. area area. It, it's it's I mean and these are kind of things that Blizzard's done to fill in the fill in the missing spots that previously were just you know used for development testing and stuff but uh, right. one of these days I will actually like note coordinates and, and stuff because um, half the time I don't even think to to write down where these are but yeah there's actually a place just out just outside of uh, Stormwind just south of Stormwind just a little bit west of the harbor um, that is a little not, not really a park but it's like just a there's nothing there it's just outside the walls of Stormwind it's really cool that I found a while back and there's a lot of lots of places that are cool that, that I mean there's nothing notable like it's not a Warcraft less travel type thing but it's just hey there's a uh, lots of empty space here you could do so much in this place with RP and events oh, and yeah. like if you want to re well any of the there there are a lot of the zone borders and places like that now that have big grassy areas or there's trees there or there's you know there's just they had to put something there so that when you fly over yeah. it it doesn't look empty and it doesn't look weird. And I love the fact well, that they yeah, it, it like seems that. like there's two different really ways they go with it. Either they fill place in with, you know, just a generic grassland, or it's like the world, like that part of the the world fell to the into the ocean, and it's just like ocean. And there's a fair few places like that that is just like, yeah, there. This used to be like just nothing, and now it's just like really nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's absolutely nothing here. Yeah. Definitely. So do we have voicemails today? We do have some voicemails. Um, the first one is uh, is actually a question for you. Let me just pull up the right folder here. Uh, this okay. is for from uh, Monster X uh, asking about uh, forming cataclysm raids. Okay. So here we go. 
Hey, Metris and Shade. This is Monsieur X from Colteris, part of the Death Knight Crusade Guild. And I had a quick raiding question for Shade. Shade, we're looking at putting together a 10-man raid group to start hitting the caddy raids here pretty soon. I'm hoping within, like, the next couple of weeks, maybe a month or so, once we all get geared. My main question for you is, if we have two healers that are pretty decent, we have a pally and then myself as a druid healer, do we need a third healer, or could we get by with the extra DPS? Just not quite sure. I know most guilds do run three healers, so I'm not sure if, you know, the DPS, if our DPS is high enough output, can we survive, or do we need that third healer? Uh, thanks. Keep up the good work. Love the show, guys. That's actually a pretty good question. Um, now, mind you, I do 25-man raids. I don't really do 10-man raids all that often. Um, but logically speaking, the way to get around that would be to bring somebody that's a dual spec like bring another druid or bring a priest that's got a shadow spec and a discipline or a holy spec, um, have them DPS, and if they need to fill in and heal, then have them do it. But they don't have to on all the fights. You know, some of the fights you could probably get away with two healers. Some of them you definitely want three. Um, it just it depends on the fight and it depends on the situation. Um, so I think the best way to get around that is, like I said, find somebody who's got a dual spec who's decent at healing and decent at DPSing and have them swap where necessary. Really. That's what I would do anyway. Uh, let me preface the next two voicemails. Uh, some of you may not have heard the entirety of what was recorded live last week. I want to apologize to the listeners. Uh, I was very upset very frustrated by a email that I received. Instead of not responding like I should have or responding in private, I got in a bit of a rant on the show. In careful consideration after the fact, I decided it was best not to have that on the show, and I did remove it and repost the show. So some of you may not have heard that um, that version of the uh, of the podcast. I want to apologize for those who did hear it. It was unprofessional of me. Uh, it was something that should not have gotten on the show. And I will endeavor in the future to uh, keep such things uh, outside of the, the realm of the, uh, the aired shows. Um, the next two emails are in response to that. So I want to make sure those who don't know that there was a rant in the show at one point last week um, know that they didn't actually mishear something. So... Uh, the first one here is from Mark, our good friend who's a firefighter in L.A. Hello, Megos and Shay. This is Firefighter Mark. Hopefully you can hear me. I'm driving up through the mountains, and um, uh, hopefully you can hear what I have to say. But I wanted to um, just let you guys know um, how fortunate I think the WOW community is to have a podcast like yours. Um, I love the show. I've been listening to it for a long time. It's very informative as well as very entertaining. And um, the, one of the reasons why I am re-emphasizing all of this is because it kills me every time I hear somebody call in and complain about something so minute, such as you not fully understanding where to find the Pebble Quest. I'm assuming, and not to put the person down, I'm assuming they were an adolescent and just their whole life experience is very minimal. Uh, I think they need to step back take a look at what they got. They got a fantastic game in their hands. They're, they're listening to a wonderful podcast. Um, 
there's more to life than knowing every single quest, especially the Pebble Quest. I don't even know where to begin the Pebble Quest. I know I started it, but I left it, and I was done with it. I have no desire to have the Pebble Mounts. I'm a raider. Um, I like to participate with my guild functions, and I just that's what I do. I focus on the things that I absolutely love. So um, I just I just couldn't believe that the person had called in and complained about that. So uh, I like the way you handle it, and um, I look forward to your uh, next uh, couple of podcasts uh, down the road. Take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye bye. Thank you very much, Mark. As far as that goes, I read the letter. I didn't really have anything to say to it because I was in the middle of painting peach all over the walls. So much peach paint. So um, I, I, I don't think that it's really necessary to say anything bad about the guy that wrote the email. Because, I mean, he had a point, you know, maybe he was listening to the podcast for a different reason than other people listen to the podcast. But the whole point of this podcast, I like to think anyway is when we say it's your World of Warcraft podcast, we mean it's yours as in everybody that plays a game, from people that know all the raid strats and have been doing hardcore raiding and everything else, down to the people who are just starting out playing the game. So yeah, there's going to be explanations, there's going to be, you know, we're going to talk about how to do things, because our audience literally stretches every end of the spectrum. So, I'm sorry, you know next time hit your fast forward button maybe maybe that part of the show wasn't for you but there was definitely a lot of people that it was for but i don't i don't i don't think it's fair to say oh the guy was an adolescent or the guy was you know immature or blah 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 i don't i don't think that he was immature or anything he just felt like making some noise that's all and people are entitled to make some noise every now and again he did write to me um the part that i most took offense to in his email uh, was actually not intended to be sent. It was an, he accidentally sent that part. In his draft, he had written a lot and had unfortunately sent some that was not meant. This is why it's good to read over your emails before you send them to make sure that you don't send something you shouldn't send. But He sent something he didn't mean to send. You said something you didn't mean to say upon retrospect. So I figure it, it's all good. Like I said, people have got to make some noise every now and again, and as long as they understand that they're just making some noise, I I, I don't know what to say about that beyond that, you know? You know, I, I go back to what you, you you said a few moments ago, Shade, that is, the, you know, the tagline, the, the, the motto of the show is, it's All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Not only is it everybody's podcast, but it is each individual person's podcast. And I don't want people to think that because I ranted about one email that I don't take into consideration the emails that we get. I ranted about one email of half a dozen I received that week and dozens upon dozens that I've received in, in, in the months beforehand that I didn't rant about that didn't make me mad. And, and I always want to encourage people to be willing and happy and not afraid to send in their their criticisms, their thoughts. The, the the point of the email is not lost on me. I need to make sure that I am being very clear when I do understand or previously know a point. When I ask or when I accept clarification, it's just that if I may not have understood something or um, if it if it feels that if somebody feel on the show feels they they need to explain something, then it's probably somebody else that needs them to explain that as well, not just me. 
or anybody, like Mark said, he doesn't know where they get the Pebble Quest. And as I said last week, the the guys in front of him rock the same color as his question as his exclamation point. Yeah, I now as far as I'm concerned, when I go into explanations on things, you know. Yes, partially, maybe it's for you if you don't understand something, but I also do it because I know that there are people out there that play the game. They they may be new, they may have just started out with Cataclysm, or they may have started out in Wrath, and they don't get it. They haven't gotten there yet. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to throw an explanation in there, because it's polite. <laughs> I like I like the sound of my own voice. Let me talk. <laughs> All right, we have one more one more voicemail here, um, and then we're going to cover a couple more topics before we wrap up the show here. So okay. uh, here's one more voicemail from Aaron, I believe. Hi, Medros. This is Aaron from Pantheon on the Misha server. I was just calling in response to one of the complaints that you read on the air last week about the um, listener who was disappointed that you did not know absolutely everything under the sun about WoW, um, such as finding instances or dungeons, and um, I just wanted to respond. Um, I, I'm a casual raider. I do a lot of end game activity, and I actually enjoy when you take us back to some of the basics. I love the back to, to basics with Shade. I really miss it. Um, that was just an awesome segment, and I like listening to things that are not raiding because Listening to All Things Ezroth has given me a broader glimpse into the world of WoW, and you've introduced me to a lot of interesting things that, as a raider, I don't see because I'm so focused on raiding all the time. And when I'm playing WoW, it's, you know, grinding my dailies, getting things, getting my gear ready, making sure I have the gold to, for my repair bills because I wipe a lot. Um, but... What I really enjoy about All Things Azeroth is you take me to another place. I don't have to think about those things. And even if it's learning how to blacksmith again or um, some simple stuff that I may I may know already and other people don't know, I enjoy listening to that because it just it makes me feel, you know, when I, it's stuff I already know, I feel, yeah, that's, I'm right on the right track with that. And when it's stuff that's real simple, such as the back to basics segments, it was nice hearing about some of the other basics that, as a raider, I'm just not in touch with every day. And I really appreciate all that you do, and I love the variety that your show provides because it is a broader glimpse um, into the world of Warcraft, and it's taught me that there's a lot more than just raiding. So keep up the good work. I love you and Shade. Thanks. Okay, so first off, back to basics was done by Jen, not by me. But I miss Back to Basics. I miss the air guitar, and I miss Jen doing the segment on the show. However, I do like her new podcast. I think it's quite entertaining. So, And, and that, that podcast is the Halfway Around the World podcast, produced by Drawn Forge Productions. Yep. Yep. I Not like that, that I have anything to do like with lot, that so. company at all. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thank you for the kind words. That was really nice of you. <laughs> We try and do we try and do a little bit of everything, but I mean, even me, I don't know everything. I, I don't even pretend to know everything. Like PvP, you ask me a question about PvP, I'm about useless <laughs> most of the time. My idea of PvP is running screaming at a bunch of people, and like just randomly hitting the two key and hoping it lands, and hoping that maybe there's a healer behind me so I don't die. 
that that's my idea of PvP. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and just for all of you who who miss um, miss the back to basics opening. <laughs> there you go. Every, every, everybody gets a bit of a, a bit of ACDC back in their uh, all things Azeroth. Um, but uh, I do want to thank them for their voicemails. Uh, all three of those voicemails were awesome. And again, as I said in the chat room, I consider last week to be my Zerk moment. Uh, hopefully, everybody can forgive me for that and uh, keep listening. Well, like I said, everybody's got to make some noise every now and again. And somebody made some noise at you. You made some noise back. He apologized. You apologized. Indeed, it's all good. Indeed. Let's go kill some internet dragons. Anyway. Going to uh, cover our last couple of topics here. What do you think about the uh, the blue post response to uh, somebody complaining that Cataclysm quests uh, are too linear? I don't know, because I didn't get a chance to read that one. <laughs> I can tell you in a minute. Um, well, the, to summarize the, the post, it basically says the person uh, said... I've enjoyed the expansion somewhat, but man, could the questing be any more linear. I can't skip any quests, because if I did, I would not yeah. be able to do any more quests in that zone. Every zone is one big linear story. And with so many cutscenes that, like in Uldum, you feel like you're watching and not a participant. The irony? Blizzard's overuse of linear phasing has killed the one thing they were trying to give us, more immersion and the feeling that our characters can make a difference. Both Goblin and Worgen starting areas are the same. Quest Hub, Quest Hub Destroyed. Quest Hub, Quest Hub Destroyed. Quest Hub, Quest Hub Destroyed. And we also agree. I, I have to say that for starting areas, I love the Goblin and the Morgan starting areas because there's very much a sense of urgency. Right? You finish that Quest Hub and then boom, it's gone and you're on to the next one. And there's, there's this real sense of urgency with getting out of there and making it out of there alive. Um, so I think that... In particular, those two starting zones, they were bang on right where they should be um, because they were really successful in creating that sense of urgency. In the other zones, I like the linear aspect, but I do understand what they're saying because, I mean, a lot of the problems, uh, especially from day one, um, like guildmates of mine that hadn't played through the beta, if they got lost or they didn't pick up a quest thread or something like that, all of a sudden there were no quests for them to get. And they, and they didn't know what they missed. But luckily they had those of us that had been in the beta in guild chat. So, you know, they pipe up in guild chat and say, I can't find anything. And then we go, okay, did you go here? And they're like, no, thank you. Okay. And then go there. Um, I think they might have overdid it a little. It, it might be a little bit of the yeah. uh, Wrath Vehicle Syndrome. <laughs> where they come upon a mechanic that is so cool that they nail it into the ground. Um, I think that they could have left it a little bit more open, but I do I do like how the zone progresses with you. I really do like that aspect of it. Um, maybe it was a little too linear, I don't know, but this was definitely a more story-driven uh, expansion than any of the previous ones, period. Somebody in the chat room actually brings up, the chat room actually brings up the example of Uldum, where if you don't kill a vulture, you don't know that you have to kill a bunch. If you don't kill any of the scarabs, you don't know have to don't know that you have to kill a bunch. That scarab quest, man! I was one quest away from getting that Uldum achievement 
to get the quest, you know, the whole, ooh, look, you've done all this stuff, and Oldham, woo, have an achievement, beam, shiny light, ten points, woo! I couldn't figure out where the heck that quest was. And luckily, luckily, someone in my guild had killed one of the scarabs, and they said, did you get that quest? And I'm like, no, I didn't even know that you could get a quest from him. So I went back, killed a scarab, sure enough. It dropped the quest and I got the achievement and that was cool and everything. But the point is, is that I shouldn't have had to do that. Like, I shouldn't have had to ask anybody. It should have just been a natural thing. But instead, you know, I'm a rogue. If I can avoid killing things, I'll avoid killing them and, you know, just kill what I have to kill because I'm sneaky and yeah. I can stealth around and do that. <laughs> And I'm lazy, uh, but yeah. So there's a there's like that quest for killing the scarabs. The scarabs they weren't like, you know, they didn't con red to me or anything. So there was no reason for me to kill them. So I'm like, oh look, pretty bugs. I'm just gonna go get my things, and call it good. Yeah. See, that was that was what I was frustrated with in in that regard is because I thought that in the beta that they had come up with a system that mobs like that that once you kill one it gives you he had a red exclamation um, point. a quest to kill more red exclamation right, point. Right. I don't see those in no, games, so I'm guessing they one, did away with that. There was one uh, that happened in uh, in South Shore. There was an ooze in South Shore that had a red exclamation point over its head, and that indicated that if you killed it, you got a quest for it. They didn't do that, though, with the other zones, and I'm not sure if they just ran out of time or for some reason it just wasn't implemented. I don't know. Um, even, like, Harrison Jones was down there with you. Even if he had, like, had a bit of flavor text and said, you know, while you're down here, you might want to go poke one of those mm-hmm. things, see if there's anything, see if it's carrying anything valuable, and then boom, you've got the quest. It's no big deal. It was actually our friend, uh, it was actually our, our, the friend of the show, uh, Blue Scar, who actually told me about the scarabs. Because uh, I had absolutely no idea. Yeah, I had a guild member who, I mean, I spent most of my 24-hour period mad grind to 85. I spent a lot of it answering other people's questions, and then all of a sudden I had a question that I didn't know the answer to, and they helped me out. So I was like, oh, good, cool, everybody's on the same page. We're all helping each other. Yay! Yay, Warcraft. Now, the next uh, next question here, uh, this might be a bit longer uh, than we have, but we'll, we'll talk about it as best we can. And that is five things Blizzard should implement from other MMOs. That was a really good article. A really, really good article by uh, Matt McCurley over on WoW Insider. I got linked all over the place, too. There were a bunch of pe- different people that linked it. The particular one that I want to touch on, because, I mean, there were there were five things there. There was AoE looting from Rift, which is basically you loot one mob and you loot all of the mobs that you've killed in the area, which is kind of convenient, cool. Uh, the public questing system is something that they had more hammer online, and they're also implementing it with Rift. I'm not so sure how I feel about that. It is. It, it would be cool. Appearance slots from EverQuest 2. I would definitely love to see that implemented in World of Warcraft. Um, I would love to be able to use those old armor models. I would love to have my rogue be able to walk around in Bloodfang without, you know, losing all my stats and everything. Because I love that set. It's so beautiful. You should be able to pick the set or or the pieces or the other stuff that you want. Um, The biggest complaint about the appearance tab well, not the biggest complaint, the biggest argument against it was that in PvP, you wouldn't be able to tell what you were going up against. But, I mean, all they have to do is just disable that when you step into an arena or a battleground, and you're good to go. You know? The dual targeting one really is awesome. 
dual targeting is amazing. What you could do with the dual targeting in Warhammer Online was you could target one enemy mob and one friendly mob. And you'd have them both targeted at the same time. So if you cast like a friendly spell, it would go to the one, it would go to your friend that you've got targeted. If you cast a harmful spell, it would go to your enemy that you had targeted. And it made it a lot easier to track things. We kind of kind of have that, but not really, because we've got the focus thing where you can set the focus, and you can set the focus for an enemy mob and then keep a friendly mob targeted, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same thing. It's very it doesn't difficult have to change the same targets. flexibility. The biggest thing, though, the biggest thing is the last thing on his list, and he said it's the epic quests that teach from vanilla World of Warcraft. One of my favorite memories of this game was when, way back in vanilla, um, I managed to luck my way into getting the Eye of Divinity and the Eye of Shadow, and I had to go out to the Eastern Plaguelands and do this quest line to get the Benediction Staffed. Uh, or staff Staffed? What is a staffed? Anyway, I had to go get the staff. And uh, what that quest involved at that point in time was you had to literally use every spell you had to keep all of these little dudes alive long enough to trigger the quest being complete. You had to, like, save a certain number of people by Stratholm, while right? you were doing it. Yeah, it was out by Stratholm. And while you were doing it, you also had to defend yourself against these other mobs that were attacking you. And it was ridiculously... It was difficult back in Vanilla. Because priests really... We didn't have Holy Nova. Um, the way I ended up doing it was I was chugging immolation, oils of immolation, through the whole thing. So I had, like, a fire aura that did enough damage to the enemies that they would eventually fall over. And keep myself healed, keep renews on everybody else, keep, you know, this, that, the other on everybody else. But it was... It took me, I think, like three tries before I completed it successfully because it was difficult. But when I finished it, when I came out of it, I felt like I was actually playing better than I did when I started that quest. And I've heard much the same thing from hunters that went in and went after uh, Rokdalar, the, the bow. Um, each demon that they had to go fight along that quest chain, they had to use a specific skill set of their abilities. And it taught them how to play their class better. It taught them how to kite. It taught them how to, you know, use traps. It taught them how to do all kinds of things. I would love to see that back in World of Warcraft. I, I really would. Especially now, because a lot of what we're seeing now, a lot of the problems that we're seeing now, and a lot of the problems that people are having with the heroics, it's not that they don't have the DPS. Everybody has the DPS. If you've got a decent amount of gear, you can do a decent amount of DPS. It's that they don't understand the basic mechanics of their class. And these kind of quests taught you about it. Like, immediately taught you about it. In order to complete that quest, by the time you completed it, you knew your class. Inside and out. And I would love to see them bring that back again. I really would. Definitely. Um, you know, the, and that's the... I think that's a very important point of this article is that, yes, Blizzard has improved. They've made changes. They've made improvements all around the game over the past six years. But they've also... They did get rid of a few things, though, that there, I there's, Yeah, there's definitely some stuff they need to look into bringing back. Yeah, and that is one of those things. You know, it, it, and I know that they say, they're like, well, we don't want to make class-based quest, class -based quests because, you know, you exclude everybody else who isn't a member of that class. Well, the thing is, is, you know, you make one for every class in the game, and you make it different for every class in the game. And it's a perk to playing that class. That's all it is. It's just a perk for choosing the class that you got to choose. Yeah. You know? 
I, I really want to see him bring it back. Well, I, I do hope that Blizzard does look into bringing that back. And uh, hopefully we'll see that in, uh, in this expansion or maybe the next one. <laughs> I'm hoping this one. Although if it came in the next one, Emerald Dream, I wouldn't really, like, you know, object to seeing it and, you know, the Emerald Dream, <laughs> which should be the next expansion. Not that we're hinting anything at all, right? <laughs> right, right. And on that note... On that Emerald Dream note... <laughs> So, uh, Shade, you uh, you want to do a call-out to our audience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I totally forgot about that. Okay, so guys, I would like to get a new microphone. And I would like... Right now, I'm using a headset mic. Pretty decent. It's a Sennheiser. It's, it's, it's not bad. It, it's not really that good either, though. And I was kind of looking at getting an actual little studio mic. Um, the one I'm looking at is about... Eh, 65 bucks. Thanks to uh, a generous reader and a Christmas gift, I do have a $15 Amazon gift certificate, which is cool. But um, I don't quite have all the funds to get a microphone. Obviously, if I get a microphone, I'm going to be using it for the show, and that's it, because using a stand mic for vent would be really weird when reading. I don't think I could get away with it. Uh, However, if you guys feel like chipping in for that, uh, we do have a chip-in on the website, and if you feel like chipping in and helping pitch out, toss a buck or two our way, I would appreciate it. And, and there are there are some other pieces of gear that uh, that I'd like to get as, to, to upgrade some stuff in the studio here. Mm-hmm. Also, just to inform everybody, we will quite possibly be doing a chip-in to try and help have a BlizzCon from BlizzCon show to try and get me there. Uh, I assume Shade will be... <laughs> Uh, going by the same method she got there last time, jealous as I am. I don't know. If I'm there, if I'm there, I'm basically the slave of WoW Insider, and I do their bidding. <laughs> I don't mind, though. I had a blast. I had a blast last year. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I'd love to go back again this year. Hopefully, if I, if uh, the listeners can get me to, Bl- to BlizzCon, hopefully we can steal you away from uh, the WoW Insider folks for a few few minutes at least to have you on the show and give your thoughts on on the show so um do do go to the website if you can please donate Mm -hmm. uh the chip in is there the paypal donate button should still be there and uh yeah we look forward to uh we look forward to being able to get some some upgrades uh to both of our gears um and uh hopefully improve the show for all listeners I would like a new microphone so my dulcet tones are more dulcet, I guess. <laughs> uh, and, and your giggle is more giggly. Uh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, whatever you can give, we, we appreciate it. If you can't, we understand. Uh, whatever you can is much appreciated, though. I know we, we just last year we were asking for for help with the, getting the Mac. It's still running nicely. It looks very pretty. It runs beautiful. We haven't had any problems with the show since, and thank you so much, everybody who chipped in for that. Yes, we definitely appreciated that. I, I and... can't even, I can't even talk about that, man. That was just amazing. It really was. And I assure you, I, I do, I do hate asking again, but uh, it would really, really help out. <laughs> okay, I, I don't. I hate asking again. Shade doesn't, but I do because. Uh, uh, I do wish that we could do things, but as as you are aware, uh, we really haven't much had much advertising on the show uh, since October. So I got a limited budget I'm working with. You know, if people can if people can throw in a buck, cool. If they can't throw in a buck, I'm not going to be heartbroken. So definitely, um, and uh, that's an option, guys. <laughs> we, we just want Shade to sound as good as I do. 
take that ho- however you want, uh, in, in whichever. The mic yeah. I'm looking at is actually the one that you've got, the snowball. They've got it for like 65 on Amazon. That's the one I'm looking now, at. Now, just so you know, it doesn't doesn't with come like with a stand filter. I have. You have to buy that stand separately, but it does come with its own Do, desk. It comes thing. with a stand, well, it comes though. With a desk it? thing. Yeah, it comes. You can use. Um, yeah, that's all I need. I have a desk. I already have a desk. It's right here. I just Zappy. I'm also recommending that she also get a, uh, a pop screen um, or a pop filter because yeah, I, I found that as you can hear today, it, it's much better because then you go. It, it it the pop screen takes that and makes it so it's not on the audio recording so so you don't hear the thunk when you hit because you hit I piece, assure you I guess I've popped many times and it hasn't come through so yeah good I just I think the name pop filter is kind it, of funny yeah, it anyway because yeah I'm like it filters out the distressing pop music there is no Justin Bieber with this mic anyway <laughs> good Right. So how, how would you know, folks, how they can uh, find <laughs> us, our contributors, and uh, how they can review us? Sorry, I had to cough there. Okay, so um, in order to find us, if you want to reach us via voicemail, you can reach us at one seven eight five ATA Wow Five. That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can also find us on iTunes. You can download the show. You can rate the show. You can review the show. We like it when you do those things. You're in no way obligated, but we do appreciate it, and we like the feedback. Uh, you can reach us via email. The email for the show is show at allthingsazeroth.com. If you want to reach Medros, he is at medros at allthingsazeroth.com. I'm at shade at allthingsazeroth.com. Uh, you can also reach us via Twitter. The show Twitter account is allthingsaz. You can follow uh, Medros's account. His is simply Medros. Mine is a little more complicated. It is Shades O Gray. That's Shades, the letter O, and then G-R-E-Y, not A-Y. Uh, you can also follow the Don Forge account. Don Forge is responsible for all kinds of productions. There's, what do we say? There's uh, All Things Azeroth group quest halfway, yep. halfway around the world. Is that... Yeah, halfway around the world, world that's uh, Jen's music podcast, so anybody that's been missing her from Back to Basics, check that one out. And then we also have the Obscure Cast, which goes up, I think, on Sunday nights, yes? Uh, yes, actually, All Things Azeroth is the only show on Dawn Forge currently that does not go up on Sunday nights. <laughs> Everything else is on Sundays, so yeah, check out Dawn Forge. Uh, you can follow it on Twitter, and they pretty much post anytime there's a show update. Uh, you can also... What else can you do? Oh! Hi! Our segment people. If you want to ask a question to Ask Moo, send an email to askmoo42 at gmail.com. And for Warcraft Less Traveled, that's warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com. Check out our guild, Alliance side, it's Heroes of Lordaeron on Argent Dawn. Horde side, it is, what is it, Karn's Legacy? Legacy of Karn? Karen's Legacy. Karen's Legacy. Thank you. Karen's Legacy. Horde side, Argent Dawn. Pick one, choose one. If you can't find anybody on Horde side, poke around on Alliance. There's probably somebody there that can send you an invite. Horde side too. Yeah, she said Twitter, all things as Medros, Shades of Grey, Dawn Forge, Facebook. We have a fan page for all things Azeroth and Group Quest. Uh, we have myself, which is uh, Facebook.com/slash/Medros. We also have a Dawn Forge, a Group Quest, a Halfway on the Around the World, and pretty much every other show's got a, a fan page on there. So just look those up. And then, of course... Sorry. Oh, sorry, I was just saying, if you, if you want to search on iTunes for all of the shows that put, are put out via Dawn Forge, uh, just search Dawn Forge. You'll find them all there. And I was going to say, if you're looking for a web host, you may want to check out DreamHost. They're the people responsible for hosting our website. Good people, fast service, fast response if there are any problems, and very, very few problems in general. And if you use the code DEATHWING, you can get $50 off of any new account. Doesn't matter what size it is, how big, how small, 50 bucks, DEATHWING. It'll get you there. Definitely. 
of course, go to Doghouse Systems, use the code BACON, and it will save you, well, it'll get you $25 on Jinx stuff. That's probably enough to get a shirt or two. Maybe. That's pretty They're on sale probably too. That's a good deal. There's there's lots of really cool shirts, but we do recommend don't buy the Internet Dragon one because they stole the idea from Shade. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if they buy the Internet Dragon one. I don't think it's terribly flattering, but, you know, if they want to purchase it, they can purchase it. Just realize that was in no way made by me. So, yeah. And uh, do also, we also have uh, forums on the Dawnforge.com. Uh, we do want to recommend you go there, sign up, and uh, you can give comments, thoughts on all the shows through the uh, Dawnforge Productions Network. Again, do check out uh, the Dawnforge.com. Uh, I suspect within the next week there'll be an announcement about a new facet of the company coming to light. So, Woo-hoo. And I'm working on possibly another show if my fiance won't kill me, but we'll talk about that in the post show. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, we will see you next week for another great and exciting and very thrilling, but probably not as good as not uh, probably not as good with the news episode of the group quest podcast or the all things Azeroth podcast. I do way too many podcasts. (laughs) Where are we? I don't know. What what podcast am I doing again? (laughs) Where am I? Who are you people? (laughs) The one about Warcraft. Wait, there's three of them. Anyway, the one that isn't British, that narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> the one with two people that isn't, okay. aren't British. There yeah. we go. Uh, but uh, again, thanks everybody for stopping by, and we'll be back next week. So take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of the tinfoil. Assuming Medros's fiance doesn't kill him. <laughs> Assuming. This is where the music goes while I'm reading a thing. This has been a Dawn Forge production, copyright 2011. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.